0: Hello and welcome back to All My Darlings, where we are reading Harp Song for a Radical, The Life and Times of Eugene Victor Debs" by Marguerite Young. Sorry, I've taken a break. Um, just one day, um, I just, well, my one phone, I think, took a crap and died. And I don't know, still working on that one. So I had to switch it to another phone. Also, I think I'm going to go ahead and take a break because we're supposed to do the read-along starting October 1st with Paper Pills. And I don't want, want to get too far ahead. I think podcasting 22 chapter. I'm going to go ahead and read t- chapter 22 on page 72 today. But I think being 22 chapters ahead. Because basically what I'm going to be doing is reading along with them. Plus, po- plus podcasting the show. Um, so I, I don't know. I think I'm going to do it sporadically. For the next couple of weeks until October first, kind of gives me a break, and then you know, I guess let's things let yeah let's things settle down. Um, because I don't want to get too far ahead since she is doing the read along. I think the hashtag for it will be MYoung23. Um, as far as know, they're going to be on Blue Sky. Uh, if you need a code because I'm pretty sure it's still in beta so you need a code in order to join Blue Sky Uh, but they are all there I'm on there and you know found them right away just use the hashtag and everybody popped up right away I mean if you look for paper pills you'll find her okay so let's do chapter 22 and then if I only do like one or two chapters next couple of weeks that's the reason why For a while the risen christ of the alps or a mad sheepdog barking at a star which had wandered out of the fold like a lost sheep beyond the pale of man's experience had thought of spreading the propaganda upon the earthly paradise which was to come when the workers were united but then as he did not have the privilege of free travel and had only a false passport and thus risked incarceration again at any border he had turned his eyes from the east to the west in the late autumn of 1846 through seas turning from gold to red to gray to black. Wittling had sailed, sailed from the Old World to the New World in order to get a bird's-eye view of the American continent and the prospects offered there for his own examples of millennial reform, and at a time when many of the older utopias had failed or were failing. He had been fortunate to reach New York Harbor without the wreckage of his ship against icebergs howling like winter wolves in winter winds. His passage had been paid in part by German members of various workingmen's cells, who were also dreaming of migration to the future earthly paradisal networks in the new world as a way of improving their lots should other means fail in the old world. Wilhelm Wittling had been led by the Golden Light to America with the idea that he should become the editor of the Volksstribum People's Tribune, as Kriege, the owner, had promised him. But this publication had already gone bankrupt, had closed up as if it had been a bucket in a bucket shop where no waters were, so that he had been left to fare alone with his usual ingenuity as he had always done. He had received few funds from members of the Social Reform Reform Association, who had helped to pay his passage, but were themselves German migrants of very limited means. So, um, as far as from Europe is concerned. America has the largest German ancestry population outside of Germany, Um, especially uh, the um, Midwest states. So there were a lot of Germans that migrated here. In New York, a busy city of many utopian peddlers, of many paradisal wares, some with their visions of heaven, some with their visions of earth, many barking the news of great transportation and transformation acts. Bentley had gone to work selling a third edition of Das Evangelium des Armin Sunders, which he had helped to set up in red print on yellowed fool's cap leaves, stitched together by the prospective tailor king, and for which, even with expenses scaled down to a minimum and not scaled upward to a maximum, he had paid on credit when one day, translated into the English language, which that which would become a gospel of the poor sinner, would seem to have in a universal moment of cloud-like deception, that kind of familiar ring which was the work of wilderness salvationist preachers on every street corner in Lower New York, with its babble of tongues, including bird tongues. He had also paid on loan for the printing of the pamphlet, Ein Notbruch. An manner der arbicht und sorge, which, as the English say, would translate into a cry of distress to the men of labor and sorrow. His intention at this point had been to attract from the old world, where the workers were yoked to the tyranny of the past and the deadbeat forces of habit, other German workers who, yearning for new horizons, wished to be unyoked and come flocking to this land of opportunity, which offered, according to his sincere belief, the golden opportunity to establish and make real his plans for the cooperative communal society of workers it would be an enlargement of the family system of father and mother and child which in the prevailing system of the despotic capitalistic exploitation was a trinitarian arrangement more likely to be found in hypocritical sentiments than in hard-nailed fact the father so often died young because of their labors that in this new world as in the old with its long-time corruption the poor widows and orphans had no protection from the howling winter winds no shelter and no bread Wittling had methodically organized, as he had attempted to find cohesion and coherence in the midst of incohesion and incoherence, which would increase for many poor German and other foreign migrants, to which the American continent with its instability seemed to contribute, for in this land they found themselves in some ways to be suddenly altered persons, some for the better, and some for the worse. And there were many transformations as there were many losses of memory, just as some who had been radical became conservative if they fared well in a monetary sense, his foolproof scheme for a utopia that would not be founded on chance, and would endure so long as this old world endured—perhaps longer. When a radical left the comparative shelter of the harbor city because, okay, when a radical left the comparative shelter of the harbor city because he was unwilling to wait for the dustman to come along and pick him up, and car him off to a potter's field. When a man set out toward the western sunset, there was no way of knowing what he might become. The watchword of the 19th century, according to Horace Greeley, who, with his white hat and white coat and white beard walking through a white snowstorm, looked like the Iceman coming in wintertime, a time when his presence was the one gift a tramp frozen in the ice glare did not need. It was reform, and it should be reform under God, but not the same God as that of the anti-humanitarian expansionists who scorned poor migrant speakers of foreign tongues, including, of course, bird tongues. In 1839 the euphoric, utopia-minded, and yet mechanistic ex-printer Horace Greeley had written a poem about these dreams which came to him in many a waking hour, and yet seemed to madness near allied dreams that a nation which seemed determined to scale the heights would not omit concern for the poor. Full well I know such thoughts outmock, the mind to which no more is given, but humblest blade and loftiest oak alike may rear their heads to heaven. So like I said, this is all very interesting as far as it's another facet of America, America's history. um, That these German um, and basically radicals outside of the norm of what was in Europe were coming to America and trying to establish this uh, utopia. So um, I heard of something called the 1617 Project. Which I'll look into because it's, uh, tying slavery back to the American Revolution as well as the Civil War in America. It had some interesting takes on it that, uh, and of course because it's, you know, uh, provoking hysteria on the far right in this country. So of course you gotta check it out because, you know, whatever makes them hysterical has got to be, have, uh, more than a grain of truth in it. Um, and what was the other thing I was looking at? That that tied into this. It's just weird how I'm reading stuff outside of this, that ties into this book. Um, but I can't think of it right now. Okay. So like I said, short chapters, I'm going to be reading off and off. Sorry that the, um, uh, publishing podcast schedule isn't going to be more consistent, but, um, yeah, I'm going to publish, uh, on and off. um, and I still haven't worked on the substack, so I have to work on that, getting all the links down for the next six, chapter, well, six or seven chapters now. So I want to try and keep that up to date too so I'm not running too far behind on that as well. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to... So the publishing schedule might be a little erratic until October 1st. And then October 1st... Really, depending, and I'm also waiting to hear what Paper Pill's schedule will be, Um, then I will really try and uh, uh, buckle down and, uh, um, like I said, read along with them, plus uh, push the podcast forward to try to stay ahead of people who might want to listen to it instead of reading it. All right, that's it hope you're doing well where you are um oh gosh oh yeah that was in the news all the different floods and Morocco and libya and oh my gosh there's just lots of stuff happening so stay safe um and thank you for listening bye